Do you want to bring your friends to church, but aren't sure how to invite them? If so, then you need to check out Digital Missionary Academy. You see, most Christians know they need to share their faith and help their friends get saved, but have no idea how. But with just some basic training, you can instantly identify which of your friends are open and looking for God and how to put them on the fast track to becoming a disciple. In Digital Missionary Academy, you'll learn how to consistently bring your friends to church using the latest social media evangelism techniques, and you'll quickly become your friend's go-to person for any and all spiritual questions, even if you have little or no experience making disciples. So if you're ready to trade in Candy Crush for evangelism and become a disciple-making machine, click the link in the show notes or go to digitalmissionaryacademy.com to start your 30-day free trial. That's digitalmissionaryacademy.com. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. I'm Travis Albritton, a former rocket scientist turned digital missionary, here to bring you the bite-sized tips and strategies you need to become an effective Christian. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's jump into it. For most of my time as a Christian, the last 14-ish years or so, more often than not, I've been pretty obsessed with the idea of knowing exactly what God's will is and making sure that I'm doing exactly what I feel like he is calling me to do. Uh, Just to share an instance of what this looks like. So when I was uh, coming up through college in my sophomore year, I had started leading the campus ministry that I was a part of uh, due to some financial reasons. Our campus ministry had to step down and I was like, okay, well, I will do this. I will step up. I will lead this ministry while I'm still, you know, studying to get my aerospace engineering degree. And that summer, I had an opportunity to go and do an engineering internship. But I had a feeling too that maybe God is pushing me towards more of a ministry trajectory in my career. And so I applied to both uh, an engineering internship and I applied to several campus ministry internships. And my prayer was that, you know, that God would show me what he wanted me to do after college based on which one I got accepted. If I went to a campus ministry internship, then that would mean that God wants me to pursue ministry. And if I got the engineering internship, then that would mean that God wants me to pursue being an engineer. And what's really crazy about that story is that I didn't get accepted to any of the internships that I applied for. But a uh, good friend of mine, a lead pastor in another church, heard that I had applied to a ministry internship and asked if I wanted to go work for him instead. So I was like, Not only did God close all the doors, but opened a very specific one I wasn't even asking for. And so for me, that felt like, okay, that's clarity. That is helping me figure out where I need to focus and what I need to do. And so not only in those instances, but basically in every single aspect of my life, I'm always asking myself, is this what God wants me to be doing? And there's a couple of things that I look to, to kind of gauge where I'm at with that. One of them is, uh, Am I doing the the basic fundamental things that I know that I should be doing as a disciple, like making other disciples, like repenting, like getting open about my sin, uh, investing in one another relationships, loving people, those kinds of things. But then also, if someone were to look at my life from the outside, what would they see? Would they see someone who's going through life, not really intentionally, just kind of going through the motions, showing up to work, doing church events, but not really showing a fire or a hunger to actively pursue God on a daily basis? 
or are they going to see someone who is living life with their hair on fire? And, you know, to a, to a fault, <laughs> I, I try and stay in that latter category. Now, this is great when you get those cool times where God really speaks into your life and gives you clarity. But more often than not, God doesn't really do that. He doesn't say, here's the plan. Here's what I want you to do. Go do it. Often, it's just like, hey, you're just, in, you're just stuck in this bad situation. And I know what I'm doing. And you're just going to have to wait and see. Right, there are so many examples in the Bible where God does this, where someone is exactly where God wants them to be. They are actively fulfilling God's will for their life, and they are a part of the, the plan and the trajectory that he has them on. But in that moment, it could be very discouraging. And so you have guys like uh, Joseph, who is sold into slavery, wrongfully convicted, stuck in prison, and he was exactly where God wanted him to be. If none of those things happened, he couldn't have raised him up to be the second in command in Egypt at the end of the book of Genesis. And another example that really hits home for me is the prophet Elijah, because I relate so much to Elijah just on a personal level that he is zealous and on fire, but also wildly insecure and and at the first sign of trouble, like wants to throw in the towel that I really resonate with that. And in particular, One story that has resonated with me recently um, is towards the beginning of Elijah's story in 1 Kings chapter 17. And starting in verse 1, it says, Now Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, who is the king of Israel at the time, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. And the word of the Lord came to him. Depart from here and turn eastward and hide yourself by the brook Shereth, which is east of the Jordan. You shall drink from the brook and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. He went and lived by the brook Shereth, that is east of the Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he drank from the brook. And I think the reason that this resonated with me so much, specifically looking back at the last 12-ish months of my life is I can very easily get frustrated when even when I know that I'm exactly where I need to be, I'm just like not super thrilled about it. (laughs) You know, like if I was Elijah, I'd be like, okay, God, I'm literally speaking on your behalf to the king. And the way that you're going to take care of me is not the way that I would like to be taken care of where I have my own house and, you know, I can have my hobbies and have a couch and all those kind of things that would make my life comfortable. You want me to live outside next to a creek and you're going to have birds give me food. That is your plan. Yeah, I'm not super pumped about that. (laughs) I would much rather your plan look different. And so the reason I'm sharing this story, the reason that I'm I'm sharing this particular passage from Elijah is that I know for many of us, there can be a disconnect emotionally between what we wish we could be doing and where we are, right? So like for me, I can constantly be thinking 10, 15, 20 years down the road and be super frustrated that I'm not already there, that I'm, I haven't already achieved those things. I haven't already uh, reached that level of ministry or whatever it is that I'm looking to do and get super frustrated that I have to be patient and trust the process that God is at work in my heart and that God is moving me at the pace that he wants me to go. So if you feel that, if you feel that frustration and that angst, I want to encourage you by saying that you are exactly where you need to be. 
you are exactly where God wants you and that this period is for your benefits. That even if it doesn't feel that way, even if you're like, how could be how, how could being in debt be for my benefit? How could this toxic relationship that I can't escape be for my benefit? Well, Romans 8 teaches us that God does everything for our good. So it is. Somehow, some way, this is exactly what God needs you to be going through right now. And so if you can check those boxes, those basic boxes of I'm actively seeking God, you know, I'm, I'm maintaining a soft, humble, teachable heart that when I'm uh, confronted about things that need to change in my life, I do it. And you are doing everything that you can to honor God with your life. You are exactly where God wants you to be. So don't worry so much about the future. Don't worry so much about tomorrow. Be content with today. Be content with where God has you right now, knowing that his plan is perfect. His story is perfect. And in the end, we'll all be able to look back at our lives and say, huh, that's what you were doing. I'm glad I didn't mess that up by trying to take things into my own hands. That's it for today. Don't forget to take advantage of this week's free resource by clicking the link in the show notes. And be sure to share this episode with your ministry leader, a person in your small group, or just a friend from church. Thanks for listening to today's episode, and I'll talk to you soon.